You're listening to Wild and Holy Radio. Honest conversations, love notes, and strategies to grow a business while building a life grounded in deep integrity. I'm Megan Hale, integrity expert, bringing mindset and energetic wisdom to help you show up braver, go all in, and expand into your fullest expression. Let's do this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Wild and Holy Radio, the place to be for mindset and energetic wisdom mixed with business strategy to expand into your fullest expression. Around here, we believe increasing your revenue and expanding your impact are two of the most potent ways to be in your deepest integrity. I am so glad you are here. This episode is going to be so much fun this week as I'm doing something I've never done and taking you behind the scenes of a rebrand. Next week, we are going to be joined by India Jackson from Flaunt Your Fire as we go through the six elements of powerful brands and we'll even be going through my own current brand teardown, (laughs) sharing the incongruencies and her advice on shifting into more alignment. You definitely do not want to miss it. So typically when it comes to rebrands, so much happens behind the scenes before new messaging, imagery, offerings, and all the things go live. So I thought it would be really fun to actually bring you through the process with me, especially as I have no idea where exactly we're going to end up. But first, let me share a little bit of a backstory. So As you all know, January 2018 through August 2019 were the hardest months of my life, right? I had a second baby, went through a six-month deployment, started the diagnosis process for my oldest with special needs. I had my highest revenue year to date. I led two retreats, launched a course, went through a marriage upheaval, navigated postpartum depression, sold a house after 47 showings in 100 days, and moved to a new city. Right? <laughs> like, can we just take a breath of like, wow, that's a lot. And it was, right? Because none of this came without its scars and bruises, many of which I have taken some really sweet, deliberate time to integrate since moving to Omaha a few months ago with weekly therapy and hypnosis, yoga three times a week, more childcare versus running on the bare minimum like I was used to, and truly asking for more than I ever have to really prioritize my replenishment, okay? So this time has been incredibly powerful for me to really soak up all those months asked of me, but also what they have given me. And anytime we go through a huge chapter of challenge, transition, and growth, it is really normal for us to obviously change, right? I mean, like we experience ourselves in the world through a completely different lens. And when you are in survival mode for months on end, there is a refining process that happens internally, right? Like everything that isn't working starts to become apparent. And when you literally only have the energy to operate in your zones of genius, it becomes even more clear when you're operating in your zones of excellence and most definitely when you are operating in your zones of competence and incompetence, which PS, if you have not read The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, it is an absolute must. He is a psychotherapist who offers so much wisdom into the mind and behavior of high achievers, especially as he dives into upper limit problems, how we self-sabotage our success based on childhood beliefs, how we can bend time, and also how we can identify our true strengths and start operating solely from them. I highly recommend that book if you have not read it. So back to 2018 and the first half of 2019. I knew that this life chapter was changing me, but I was also just so in it 
all I could really do was just make my way through it, right? And it would not be until these past few months where there has finally been more stability and a sense of calm that I could finally do the reflecting and mining to deduce just how different I had become, which also P.S., do not skip the integration process after really demanding seasons, big life events, and especially the tiny moments when you're emotionally reactive or triggered, okay? Because there is so much gold there, but you have to do the active reflection and take pause, which can be really hard because you just went through a really demanding season and you're just ready to get back to your normal self of like doing things and creating things and like being back to your full capacity, right? But if you can do your due diligence here and really tend to yourself, the next thing that you go to create or offer or sell will have so much more potency, okay? But integration work typically involves patience, and this inner work is so incredibly key, okay? So you are missing out on a lot of gold if you do not do this integration work. So. In the past few months, I have retaken my strengths finder through Gallup, which I highly recommend. It's like 20 bucks and the MBTI, which is free. Okay. So the last time I took my strengths finder was in 2014. So that's actually a pretty good chunk of time ago now. Right. And I was just getting started as an entrepreneur and was really deep in my psychotherapy practice at the time. Now, obviously these results are in depth. So for the sake of this episode, I'm just going to share my top five and the themes because those are important, but I'm really going to kind of skip over the description of, of all these strengths. But if you're interested, you can also always go and look them up on Gallup. So in 2014, my top five strengths were futuristic, learner, positivity, relater, and achiever. Okay. Now futuristic and learner are both strategic thinking themes. Positivity and relater are both relationship building themes and achiever is classified as an executing theme. Okay. Now these strengths totally made sense at the time for much of my life. I focused on what I wanted to create in the future and learning what I needed to learn in order to make it happen. Right. I had a strong skill set in inspiring others and building high rapport with both clients, colleagues, and friends. And I've always known I'm a get it done kind of girl. So the fact that I have a really high stamina and enjoy being productive was absolutely no surprise. I talked a lot about that on the enoughness revolution of really, really doing the work of untethering my enoughness from productivity, right? So that's a whole nother story. What was surprising though, was retaking my strengths finder a few months ago and realizing only two of my strengths have stayed the same. Okay. Also, most people's results will generally populate across one to two themes. Okay. So the first time I took this, my strengths resulted in three themes, which covers strategic thinking, relationship building, and executing. Okay. My 2019 strengths finder resulted in strengths in all four themes, which is rare. Okay. <laughs> so this means that I have broadened my skill set these past five years, but I've also honed a very specific set of strengths. So as of now, my top five strengths include relater, which is same as 2014, intellection, 
achiever, which is same as 2014, and responsibility and command, okay? So intellection means I enjoy intelligent conversations and thinking about bigger issues, which I so do. Responsibility means I am deeply committed to my values and follow through on my word, right? Like hello integrity. And command means I have influential presence and I am good at taking control of situations and making decisions, right? Which to me is all about leadership. So that was an interesting find, right? A lot of things had shifted on my strengths finder, which I did not anticipate. But what's been even more interesting is the way my MBTI has changed. Now, that's Meyer-Briggs type inventory if you're not familiar with this assessment. So in psychological theory, most theorists consider our personality to be rather static and unchanging over the course of our lifetime. So to see major shifts on your MBTI would be unexpected, okay? And I would say we are likely to see like a subtle shift on one or two dimensions as we come more into our true self, but I was absolutely not expecting to see a shift on three out of the four. Like that's almost unheard of, okay? So... Prior to 2018, I have always scored as either an INFJ or an ENFJ, okay, depending on my mood, which makes total sense because I consider myself an ambivert. I really go both ways. I usually score around 51% extroversion, 49% introversion, okay? So the INFJ is known as the advocate, which makes up less than 1% of the population, so super rare, which of course my Leo energy loves, but advocates indeed share a unique combination of traits. Though soft-spoken, they have very strong opinions and will fight tirelessly for an idea they believe in. They are decisive and strong-willed, but will rarely use that energy for personal gain. Okay? Advocates will act with creativity, imagination, conviction, and sensitivity, not to create an advantage, but to create balance. Okay. Egalitarianism and karma are very attractive ideas to advocate personalities. These types tend to believe that nothing would help the world so much as using love and compassion to soften the hearts of tyrants. Okay. If you have been a longtime listener, <laughs> I hope that you are like picking up some resonance with this and like, yeah, Megan definitely has those qualities, right? So the ENFJ is known as the protagonist. Now, protagonists are natural-born leaders. They're full of passion and charisma. They form around 2% of the population, and they are oftentimes our politicians, our coaches, and our teachers, reaching out and inspiring others to achieve and do good in the world. With a natural confidence that begets influence, protagonists take a great deal of pride and joy in guiding others to work together to improve themselves and their community. Okay? <laughs> so... This is the one that I most deeply resonate with, and this is the one that I'll also type the most, okay? So both of these feel true for me, and I really feel like I have been doing my life's work operating in both of these types, okay? But a month ago, I retook my MBTI and now type as an ESTP. So my last three dimensions have all shifted, okay? And the ESTP is known as the entrepreneur. Now, entrepreneurs make up less than 5% of the population, still fairly rare, and they are known for having one of the most perceptive, unfiltered views of any type. Entrepreneurs have a unique skill in noticing small changes, whether a shift in facial expression, a new clothing style, 
or a broken habit. People with this personality type pick up on hidden thoughts and motives where most types would be lucky to pick up anything at all. Okay, so they're super observant. Entrepreneurs are full of passion and energy, complemented by a rational, if sometimes distracted mind which is true. <laughs> I have lots of ideas. I'm always thinking they are inspiring, convincing, and colorful. They are natural group leaders, pulling everyone along the path, less traveled, bringing life and excitement everywhere they go. Putting these qualities to a constructive and rewarding end is entrepreneurs true challenge. Okay. So my friends, first of all, <laughs> I am literally a different version of myself than I was two years ago. Okay. Second, to see this combination come up and out after so much transition makes me so excited for where we are heading next. Why? Because as I reflect on my strengths and my personality type, like it is so glaringly obvious to me that I am here to lead a bigger movement, to help coaches, helpers, and healers make their dreams a reality, to help them create businesses that are aligned with who they are and help make a bigger change in the world, right? Like this covers all of the things. <laughs> and the reason I bring all of this up is because we don't just go into rebrands for no reason, right? There is usually a shift, either a big or small one, that points us to either moving towards something more or moving away from something that feels too small. And that's where I am. Okay. I absolutely love what wild and holy stands for. I just spoke on stage last week at shine live, sharing the powerful shift that happens when we allow ourselves to be all of who we are. And at the same time, I know there is something more for me to create, something more for me to expand into. So as of now, I don't know if Wild and Holy will continue to be my brand or if there will be a bigger brand expansion that starts to rise. But what I can tell you is that I've been asking myself some really powerful questions as I start to move into this next chapter. And the vision that I have for this next chapter is super clear to me. I see imagery of women gathered around tables coming together to make a bigger impact collectively. I see women rising in their thought leadership by intentionally stepping into the CEO role of their business and feel confident in leading it forward with their work in the world. I see women who are incredibly gifted at offering transformation to others finally make their own transformation to CEO. And I see the power of seeing women take control of their business operations to become bosses of their own lives, their own visions with a clear pathway to make it happen. Now, the next program I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, the CEO shift is part of moving in that new direction to provide a powerful nine step framework to shift you into the CEO role of your business. So you can build a powerful business foundation that supports you both financially and energetically. Like it is so clear to me where this is heading, like more helpers and healers building bigger businesses to be even bigger agents of change in the world. Like that is my vision. And all of this has come from shifting into the role myself these past few years and realizing that I'm not only skilled at holding space for transformation, but there are strengths in strategy and execution that I'm just now starting to play with. So to use this other side of my brain feels electric and exciting and blending it with my intuitive approach truly feels like I'm bringing my full self to the table. Oh my goodness. So 
I intimately know the challenges transformational coaches, helpers, and healers face in doing immense amounts of inner work and still wondering why they aren't creating the outer results. I know the way they shy away from the structural and systemic side of things because they fear that it's going to stifle their intuition, inspiration, or creativity. And I also know that what they need is not some blueprint for them to shrink themselves into, but rather a fluid framework that can fit into their business, their goals, their uniqueness that supports them in growing exponentially. Okay. Like as helpers and healers, we need space to feel into things, to make sure our offerings, our next steps, messaging, branding, et cetera, are all fully aligned, right? Like alignment is so key for us in taking the action. And we also need freedom to create in the spur of the moment while also building systems to support us when we aren't feeling inspired, right? Because we're not going to be inspired at all times. We also need flexibility and sovereignty to follow our intuition, but also containers and boundaries to direct our intuition to how we most need it to show up for us, right? We need clarity to narrow our focus and direct our energy to be more potent forces of change in the world but also to be more potent forces of execution for ourselves, right? And we most definitely need the business confidence to lead our gifts forward so they can make the impact we know we're here to create, right? And that's what the CEO shift is for, like to blend all of these things together that work seamlessly to refine your business, to be exquisitely supportive, both financially and energetically. Like this is where we are our most and I am so here to help you make this shift to CEO by offering a simple streamlined framework that doesn't just let you stand in your spiritual integrity, but really creates stable, solid, structural integrity in your business. Like I'm so stoked. <laughs> so if that is something you would like to be a part of, please make sure you've joined the wait list in the show notes. We'll be getting started December 9th and we'll be journeying together for five months. This program is so incredibly life and business shifting. I cannot wait to walk you through it. So make sure you sign up to be the first to know when the doors open. So not only are we going to be blending hot seat coaching in groups of four every other week, you are also going to have emotional support from Jackie McDonald, who is the creator and founder of the McDonald Manifestation Method, who will be tapping with you every other week who has been so instrumental to my own growth and success, but you will also have mindset support with me too inside our money mindset Q and a calls happening twice a month. I have literally pulled together everything you need to shift in the CEO role of your business to take charge of your money, your business structure, your boundaries, your thought leadership, selling energetics, and your values to turn your business into a potent force for good in the world, to make more money and more impact and serve at your highest level, right? Like this is no fluff, all fire, and I cannot wait. Which actually brings me to the last piece I want to mention before we wrap up today. As you will hear next week with my guest, India Jackson from Flaunt Your Fire, another thing I've realized about myself lately is that I'm a triple fire sign. I am a Leo moon, Leo sun, and an Aries rising, which means I have a lot of creative energy and also have very little tolerance for bullshit. <laughs> so what does this mean for you when you work with me? So in order to support all of my fire, 
I have done a lot of work learning how to contain my energy and also create a diet that burns it off as needed, okay? So typically, fire needs to go fast, which I love, except oftentimes, my dreams don't care about the speed in which I want them to go, right? And I'm sure the same is true for you. So I've actually done a lot of work on learning how to create from a place that's unrushed, like water. Okay. So when you have absolutely no balance in your chart, like I do, you typically spend a lot of time developing skills that do balance you. Hence, that's why I'm super down to earth. I'm grounded. I know how to direct my energy and aim it to literally help you blow past limitations, burn them down and create something that helps you shine. Now, most of the things that you'll look, look up about Leo is that they love to be the center of attention, right? But for me, I love to be at the center of impact, to really be that force that is helping you take up more space because obviously I think stepping into your greatness is why we're here and I love to see you shine. So when we get into our combo next week, you're actually gonna hear India share some incongruencies that she sees between me and my current brand and why it's so important to pick even a color palette that really resonates with your personality, right? So for years, I have tried to dim my fire because I was afraid like I would be too intense. Okay. But these days I am realizing like the world needs that intensity. It needs the strength of my vision, my unwillingness to let others stay small, my little to no tolerance for letting you stay stuck in excuses or your own bullshit and my deep well of warmth that invites you to play a bigger game. Okay. So all this to mention, like next week when we go through my own brand, you'll be like, Oh yeah. Why is that color there? That totally does not speak to this, right? So all this dimension, like it's going to be really interesting to see how my brand starts to evolve from these big core pieces alone, like my messaging, my color palette, my fonts, like literally my everything as I really step into this new version of myself that I feel like I have become in these past couple of years, right? And you know, rebrands are really labor intensive. Like so much goes into all the aspects of really honing your vision for the new direction you're heading. Like I know for me, this rebrand is likely going to be a slow burn that gradually shifts over this next year with most likely a new website, new branding, new messaging, et cetera, like all the things I can't quite see it yet. Right. At this point, I do anticipate Wild and Holy Weekend will be here to stay because I love those retreats so much. And I just love saying Wild and Holy Weekends. Like it gets my energy going in a very specific way. Um, Wild and Holy Radio might get a new name. I really don't know. Like we're just gonna have to see. But as I step into this next body of work, I know that things are expanding and that is so exciting. So one of the things that I want to make sure I mention is that sometimes rebrands can come with fear of what people will think or here I am switching directions again. But after pivoting lots of times at this point, what I can tell you is this, your people want to see you evolve. They want to see you change directions and shift based on your life experiences. They want to see you moving deeper into who you are and bringing your full self to the world, okay? Rebrands are a huge permission slip to step into something that's more you without taking anything away from where you've already been, okay? So as I look back on each of my chapters, they were exactly where I needed to be, serving a very specific purpose, not only in my own journey, but also in the world. The Enoughness Revolution podcast was a huge body of work 
that covered two years, right? That people still refer to and listen today. I had somebody vox me just the other day of saying, I shared uh, several of your episodes of the Enough is Revolution in my group and people were just blown away by them. Like that is amazing. Like it had massive impact on helping others understand the layers of worthiness and it still does. And how we claim more of that for ourselves, how we step into more of who we are knowing that we're enough. And there were so many gems in that work of rejecting the things that insult your soul, learning to trust your inner voice, unsubscribing from patriarchal oppressive bullshit that keeps you on a hamster wheel of scarcity and never enough, right? Like on a personal level, enoughness work fundamentally changed my life. It created a framework for me to end the hustle and fitting in and choose radical self-belonging. Like there is so much power in that, my friends, right? And then came Wild and Holy, a spiritual conversation that really dove into divinity and why it is so paramount to choose your spiritual truth as a foundational piece of choosing all your truths in regards to everything, right? And this conversation evolved into so much more than I was ever expecting. Systems of oppression, money, business, leadership, intuition, so many things. But more than anything, Wild and Holy has been a conversation around being your fullest self, of being all of yourself with all of your dichotomies, right? That you get to be both and wild and holy. You get to choose. You get to decide. And how beautiful to lay this groundwork for where we're heading next, to talk about what it means to bring your full self to the table of your business and intentionally lead it, to serve your people, nourish your people with your unique gifts and magic, and that we can use our table to intentionally build a longer one not just to serve more people or to have more impact, but to be more inclusive, to offer others a seat, to include their voices and create safe spaces where people feel they belong. I'm getting chills just saying that. <laughs> for me and my table, I want you to know there is always a seat for you. I promise to nourish you and feed you what you need to strengthen your own table and expand it exponentially. I promise to lead you from my seat while also elevating you into yours. I promise to lead intentionally, grow my impact, and increase my revenue to be a more potent force for change in the world while inviting you to do the same. And I want you here beside me, leading, growing, deepening, to see millions of tables being led by women coming together to be nourished, but also to make some kick-ass change. Like this is where we're heading. <laughs> I cannot wait to see where we end up. I hope that you are just as excited as I am. And it felt so fun to kind of take you behind the scenes of like, this is all that has shifted in the past couple of years. And when we go through a lot of change, like these are some of the reflections that we've moved through of like, who am I now? Like, what do I feel called to create now? What's the language that I want to put around that? Colors, imagery, like all of the things that go into creating a really powerful brand, which we're diving really deep into next week with India. So definitely don't want you to miss it. It's super informative and impactful. You're going to want to be there. So until next time, my friends, like here is to the courage to show up braver, whole heart, full self, all in. We got this. <laughs>